Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I am so thrilled to introduce another guest expert, Jonathan Zacks, founder of Go Reminders, something that all businesses need as a tool in our lives. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. So I'd love for you to share your story and your journey to creating this product. Sure. Uh, so essentially, I have run my own businesses for about 20 years. And somewhere in that journey, I was really interested in starting a software company mm. and started a few of them. Uh, this is the only one that took off. And the genesis of this is that we just, my, my friend and I just were trying to find problems to solve. And, and one problem we saw from an end user point of view was uh, getting a phone call after an appointment that, that we missed and mm. asking if we wanted to reschedule. And we just saw so much inefficiency in terms of it, it's such a hassle to us, to, to uh, the customer, uh, to have to reschedule an appointment and rather than just being reminded ahead of time and so much inefficiency with, with uh, any sort of business, whether it's healthcare or beauty or anything, having to have people wait around, not have the person show up, then reschedule them when the same thing might happen the next time they might forget. Uh, and so we really wanted to try to figure out, is there a way we could, we could solve this to try to get people to show up for their appointments the first time at the right place, the right time. And I had a lot of experience with no shows myself. I've run hmm. appointment-based businesses, um, related to tech support and going to businesses, uh, other people's offices, people coming to my office. And so lots of personal experience with no shows. And I felt like, yeah, this is definitely when I think about how much revenue is lost due to no shows and how much mm -hmm. stress it is and annoyance uh, was something that we just felt like we could really make a dent in. Yeah. Um, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I'm all in. So I'd love for you to do you have a background. Like, were you a software engineer at the start of your yeah. career? Is that what you're majored in in college? Did you always know this is what you wanted to go into? Yeah, so I uh, I was a computer science major in college, and I was not a hardcore engineer. And I graduated right after the dot com bubble had burst, yeah. <laughs> and you know, all through college, everyone was getting these fancy jobs at fancy companies. And then when I graduated, it was like, uh, not so much out there. Mm. And lots of other people from my college went to like hardcore engineering jobs, but I just, it wasn't a fit for me. And so I helped started to help people, helping people with computers in their homes and then switched to uh, businesses. And then we, you know, built websites and did tech support. And, um, and, but most of that time I was on the business side. I did do some of the coding early on and some uh, of the technology uh, consulting and whatnot, but mostly I was focused on the business side. And so that's what I do for Go Reminders. I, I run all the business and marketing and my co-founder who was a jazz trumpet major, uh, <laughs> taught himself programming, got himself jobs at web design companies and um, through the years has become, yeah, become a hardcore engineer. And <laughs> oh so he, yeah, he built all of Go Reminders and does all the backend coding and whatnot. And yeah, so that's, that's us. And we have a few other team members now, but, uh, but that's basically the split. Nice. And for Go Reminders, is it a product that integrates with other systems? Is it a standalone? Does it do both depending on how people want to use it? 
Sure. So it does do some integrations. It's really meant for people who are running their business, either using pen and paper Mm -hmm. uh, for scheduling now or or Google Calendar or something that Mm -hmm. doesn't have a full-fledged business scheduling platform uh, or practice management system. Although we do have a lot of customers who have another system and 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 some of them do double entry hmm. um and some of them just use the scheduling from go reminders and they don't use the scheduling from their practice management suite uh but essentially it is uh for for someone who wants to basically run all the scheduling for their business or practice out of go reminders the integrations that we have are mostly focused on other calendar systems so if you use go remind uh, if you use google calendar for your personal and your work and you want all your stuff in go reminders automatically instantly showing up in google calendar yes. we have an instant sync to that we have an instant sync to, to uh microsoft 365 outlook calendar mm-hmm. um and so and then any other uh calendar system we have a uh not instant but uh but a sync to that to to, to push everything from go reminders to those calendar platforms yeah and how do you see go reminders as different than other products in the marketplace that are calendar reminder you know application sure. <laughs> yeah so we're laser focused on the problem of no show appointments mm-hmm. and so a lot of the other systems either come at it from an angle of managing a million other aspects of a business and mm-hmm. so some of our users tell us that you know they've been pitched on xyz platform to manage their entire property management business and really they just need this one problem solved (laughs) and that other (laughs) software has this feature sort of not as good this Mm -hmm. and that but it's it's just like you can know all this other stuff and our users are looking just to solve this problem often and so we're really focused on that so in service of that we have two-way texting a lot of other calendar uh platforms are focused on sort of getting people to book an appointment not so much and getting them to show up so yeah. for for example a bunch of the big platforms that are that are focused on that if if someone if a text reminder gets sent if the customer replies to it it just goes into the ether like they don't get an error message back sometimes mm-hmm. they get an error message back sometimes not but the business never sees that message but our system we made sure that if someone gets a reminder saying hey you have an appointment tomorrow if they reply saying oh crap i can't make it the business gets that message because that is part of preventing no shows is having this crystal ball to know who can't make it in the future in three days in a week tomorrow so that you don't get to that appointment time and realize you know that you call the person and they say why well, I, I texted you back and you didn't get it so so we're really focused on that so we have the two-way texting we have multiple reminders per appointments we have follow-up messages after appointments that are um for basically getting people back in to make appointments or to leave reviews asking for feedback and then prompting them to to give a review on google maps um we have everything sort of around the appointment before and after we started with before and now we're sort of expanding after um and then anything else that that is basically uh communication around appointments so our our users asked you know what i need to be able to notify my customers if we have a sale if we have uh, the office is closed so we have text blast and email blast feature where they can just send it either to all their customers or our group of customers um and we do have the online booking as well they can send a booking page but a lot of our users feel like they want to maintain full control over their Mm -hmm. calendar they don't want to let customers or clients Mm -hmm. uh book themselves so we have that as an option. We have a lot of functionality that some that the other competitors have, um, in addition to the the sort of the calendaring and two-way texting that that a lot of them don't. Yeah. I mean, to your point, those are all things that we all need. And um, 
I even see a huge need, not just for businesses and entrepreneurs, but if anybody's ever is listening, who's ever used a lead gen service, or if you are a lead gen service listening to this podcast, so many times people are no-shows. If you, you know, use one of the services, you know, up to half of the appointments are no-shows or they get on and they're not quite sure why they're talking to you. So having reminders that even might have links to your website or reminders of what you're going to be talking about, things totally. like that. I see that as a really important functionality that I don't see in other systems. So kudos to you exactly. for, for figuring out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's another aspect is you can customize the messages. And I talk a lot about value-based reminders yeah. and, and it's like, you need to communicate value in that meeting, in those reminders. You need to, it's not just you have, the, you, for some things, it's good enough to say you have a dentist appointment tomorrow at this time, here's the address show up. But for other things, sales calls and certain other meetings, you need to communicate at this meeting, we'll be doing X, Y, Z. And by the end of the meeting, you will, you know, this is our goal. And so it just reinforces why the person is showing up to that meeting. Yeah. And you can ask for confirmation ahead of time, but not the hour before, because you don't want to ask for confirmation an hour before. Right. It's too late. Yeah. Uh, you can't fill that slot. <laughs> but a day before, depending on the business, three days mm -hmm. before you can ask. And really that, that feedback from the person actively responding helps engage them, helps them remember it, helps them really think, okay, can I make it? And, and you can find out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that you'd started a few other software companies and this is the one that stuck. And I always, I think every, maybe not every episode, not every 10 episodes even, but every, every so often, you know, we're reminded of this. And I think it's a really important message for small businesses and entrepreneurs to remember that, entrepreneurship doesn't mean you're going to be successful. <laughs> Just like, um, I mean, 100%. any field, right? If you're an actor or yeah. a singer and they say, oh, uh, they just made it. And it's like, well, actually this person's been working for 20 years and built up to this. And yeah. now they're now they're an overnight success 20 years later. Same thing being an entrepreneur. You have to try things and see what's going to work Definitely. and what's going to stick. So yeah. yeah. What would you say are some of the biggest lessons and takeaways that you learned in that journey to get to Go Reminders? I think the biggest lesson is find something that you can figure out how to get a paying customer as quickly as possible. <laughs> and so, you know, I've looked at things that would have required or we built things and and tried to market things that would have required really more of a, a, an enterprise sales team that we don't have experience with um, or didn't have, it, especially at that point. Um, and so not only would it have required building it um, and getting it fully functional and useful, but we would have then had to sell it to people through mm -hmm. some sales process that we didn't have those connections, things like that. Um, or, uh, a freemium service that, you know, when we launched Go Reminders, that was one thing we tried was just freemium mm -hmm. and we couldn't get anyone to switch to a paid plan. And uh. we, we iterated much faster once we switched it to a free trial because, um, we could a get people to sign up. Uh, a lot of people didn't sign up when we required credit card. Then we switched to a free plan, and then people would just use it and didn't pay. And so we we got quicker to to iterating on what people would pay for when we either gated it by time or credit card. Credit card, mm -hmm. we, it was like no one will sign up. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's a different story. We have a lot of people signing up without um, without trying it at all uh, and becoming customers. But we're much more established now. Um, and so, so yeah, so that's what I would say is like move as fast as possible to figuring out. So if you have an enterprise sales background, that creating a product for that might be a perfect fit. Mm 
but uh, get building the, the smallest amount of things that you can do before selling it to someone. Uh, and that's definitely what we did with Go Reminder is we, we built as much as we could to the point where we felt like people might pay for this. And we just started doing marketing. And at that mm-hmm. point, we marketed through Facebook ads and got some customers that way and, and sort of uh, grew through a variety of channels. But um, but it was really focused on like, can we get people to pay for this? Because if people won't pay for it, uh, you can do a lot of product development and it's a big waste. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that was my next question is then how did you get customers? So you talked about Facebook advertising. I know one of the things that you are a big proponent of is SEO. Yes. So, yeah. So what are some of the other tactics that you use to make sure that your ideal customer was finding you and deciding to switch to your platform? Sure. So, uh, so yeah, so we started with Facebook ads, really broad, um, you know, industry groups, uh, job titles, things like that. And just a really generic ad of, of someone, you know, looking at their phone, seeming annoyed, uh, mm-hmm. and, and talking about like, okay, like another missed appointment or like, you know, like try our software. Um, <laughs> and that worked okay for a while. Uh, not so much in recent years, uh, but I would say what has worked well is, is, um, uh, well, SEO has, has worked really well. So I really recommend for anyone who is, who has a product, create pages about that product, um, in a variety of different ways. So you have your homepage and that should rank for your brand name. So for us, go reminders. And then, um, if you have, uh, you know, a feature, create a page that's just about that feature. <laughs> It might have a similar stuff that's on your homepage, or if you have like we have email reminders, we have text reminders, we have pages for each of those. So if someone is searching for email reminder software, uh, yeah. uh, they'll find us. They'll find our page about that. It talks about text reminders also. It talks about appointment reminders, but it's really from the perspective and from the angle of email reminders. And so, um, so that that's that's the basic thing. Is basically the first step is just pick five things that are some aspect of your product, whether it's, whether you're a, a law firm or whether you're a software company, um, five aspects. Like if you're a law firm in New York city, great. So New York city law firm, and then maybe you're a litigation specialist. So it's like New York city litigation specialist page mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of different things. And then from there you can use SEO tools or hire an SEO agency, do things like that. But, but the, the basics that a lot of businesses don't do are just create some pages that, that are, you know, uh, describe your company, your service, your product from a few different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really successful for us through the years. Um, it's really, you know, bottom of funnel purchase intent phrases that people are searching for. Mm-hmm. So if someone is searching for our kind of software, um, for certain features of ours, we, we show up pretty well. Um, yeah. And then we also do Google ads for, for those same kinds of terms. And, um, that's, that's, Basically, we have a native app also, so um, so we do some ads for those in the app store, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of word of mouth yeah. uh, referrals and whatnot. Okay, yeah. very cool. So I know um, one of the things that you also talk about as an entrepreneur and multiplepreneur, I should say, um, is how to avoid self sabotage in your business. Mm. I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit because I think that's something that comes up with. So many of us, um, self-doubt, self, we do things yeah. that we think are the right thing, but then we're really not propelling our businesses forward. We're really hurting them. 
Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that is just in, in, in action. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really have reframed over time, the concepts of like trying and doing. And Mm -hmm. I, at first I would, I would think that, well, I could try that, but I don't really know if it's going to work. Uh, and it turns out a lot of things, a lot of marketing tactics, you don't know if it's going to work until you actually do it. (laughs) And I always thought that that would just be trying it, but now I've reframed that. And if it's like, oh, I think that might work. then it's like, great, I'm going to try that and trying equals doing. (laughs) And so that's, it's like, there's, there's researching, there's, there's trying and doing and trying and doing are basically the same thing often. Mm. Uh, but I always thought that was something different. It was like, well, I don't want to just try it. I want to wait till I research enough that I can actually do it well. And and it's, it's, it leads to a lot of waiting, uh, putting things off, researching other things, doing little things that you're more confident about, but won't have a, you know, a really big impact. Mm. Um, you know, if I'm 99% confident of something that will grow our business 1%, but I'm 50% confident of something that'll grow our business 5%, like it's worth it because it, if it works, that's, you know, five X what the impact would have been of the other thing. And and maybe each takes the same amount of time and work. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to find those things that you're 99% confident about. They're pretty rare. (laughs) And so really just having, uh, being okay with not having the confidence in whether something will work or not before actually proceeding and doing it. That's been a big thing for me. And, 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 along those same lines, just making decisions more quickly and get, mm. because that's, that's the basic way that I've gotten better at making decisions, it's just mm. speeding up my decision-making. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to making a decision about whether I'm going to implement a certain test, uh, I start, I usually start with something small and, and, and usually, and, and I've gotten better at this, but even recently I did a test a few months ago where I started with 2% of our traffic going to this particular test. And then I waited a month. And then after the month, I, I opened up maybe 10 or 15%. And now we're at about 40% of our traffic to this test. But in looking back at it, I'm realizing, ah, uh, I could have gotten to 40% probably within two weeks. Oh. And it was just my fear that something would go massively wrong. But at the same time, I was telling people and myself when I would talk about the test that we're probably going to open up the traffic and this and that. And we're probably, it's like, we, there's no reason to wait. <laughs> there was no reason to wait. Mm-hmm. I was just waiting because I was afraid, but I was also saying, even if everything tanks for a month, we'll be fine. We have enough runway. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. And so those two things didn't match up. On the one hand, I was saying, if I take this leap uh, and it fails, we'll be fine. But on the other hand, I was, I was in actuality, what my action was, was opening up 2% of our traffic instead of 40% of it. Mm. And, uh, and so, you know, so that's the type of thing that it had I, and then it compounds. If you, if you think about all the things you try throughout a year, if they're all delayed by a few months, it's really things get delayed. And so the more I can realize those things and, and, and tighten that feedback loop of thinking to myself, Ooh, I don't know if this is going to work. Uh, but like, let me see how fast I can find out if it's going to fail Then I could have, you know, so that's, that's what I keep thinking about. Okay. That, that was three months or a month and a half till I opened uh 40%, but other changes it's waited six months and hmm. things like that in the past. So it's getting better, but it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of taking these leaps <laughs> and these risks. And, and also the, the, the weird thing about growing businesses is, uh, uh is that you're constantly changing what the risk level of certain things are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a thousand dollar investment, if 
five years ago was is greatly different in terms of risk. Like a thousand dollar experiment right now for my business is is like if someone if I have an inkling that it might be helpful, boom, I'll do that. Five years ago is not necessarily the case. Right. I was like, oh well, I don't know. And so as the business grows, uh, you you have to adapt your mindset to realize that you might be thinking about these risks in a way that that might've been a year ago or two years Mm -hmm. ago that you might've been thinking, okay, this $10,000 investment, like, I don't know. And, but when you step back and realize you're a totally different spot and this $10,000 investment shouldn't take nearly as much research or contemplating as it would have taken you two years ago, uh, is you have to have like a constantly evolving sense of your risk tolerance and, and, and how that matches up to, you know, how, how much time or money you're committing to. Uh, to an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the hard thing, right? Is to push that trigger and just say, okay, go for it. Do you think that um, having other businesses before this helped you make those decisions so much faster and see the success in Go Reminders? And when you started Go Reminders, did you see some differences in the business that you knew that this is the one that was going to hit? I didn't. <laughs> uh, did I know? Maybe sort of. <laughs> No, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. (laughs) There's some signs looking back. That's like, okay, that's why this made sense. The others didn't. But at the time I was, you know, I don't know what I would have said if I, if you had said like, you have these three things going, which do you think will end up working? I don't know that I would have known at that point um, of like those three software products that I'm thinking of, but definitely I think that Running multiple businesses for sure helps you figure out problems in, in each of the businesses because I you, you've I found a recruiter recently for hiring someone at one business and and I still have multiple businesses and uh, and and then I had an opening at my other business and it was like great I have an amazing recruiter like nice. so so that's really helpful um, and then sure like a lot of my a lot of experience you know compounds and you learn things you make mistakes you see what mistakes you've made and you try to avoid them in the other businesses. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think just like it is, it, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. There's analogies to, to like doing multiple things at once and like doing something while you're riding or while you're moving or this and that. And like, all those make sense because <laughs> it just feels like nothing's stopping and oh my gosh, I can't keep up. And the reality is that's true. But can't, I can't keep up with everything and things are, balls are going to drop, drop and, and it's okay. Keep, keep whatever in the air that I can. Uh, and, and yeah. and and just going back to that, that thought about like making decisions faster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's and and the growing aspect. It's like, not only do I have to make progress on making decisions faster on the same thing. Like if it's a $10,000 investment, I want to be as efficient as possible with the risk of that. But like, if I only get better at being efficient at making that size investment, I, and I don't realize like what the context is based on our current mm. revenue, then it, then mm. it like doesn't scale. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, I, I have to be better, not only at making, uh, you know, decisions about different types of time and money investments at different levels, but also I have to get better at, at, at like my rate of improvement <laughs> as mm. my business grows, I have to get better, faster at improving myself to be able to make bigger decisions as the business grows. And that's mm-hmm. something that's also I've struggled with. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of balls in the air, <laughs> juggling <laughs> at once and, and taking, taking more and more risk. <laughs> now, um, speaking of hiring 
I think it's really interesting that you're the one who had the um, computer engineering background. Your partner was, you said, jazz musician. Uh, yeah, jazz yeah. trumpet player. Yeah, jazz trumpet player. Um, but yet, your partner is the one who's doing the coding, and you're the one who's really focused on the business functionality, marketing, all of the different other things. So, I've had this conversation with a few people recently about when you're looking at who you're going to hire and how you're hiring them and hiring based on people who fit your corporate culture versus necessarily, oh, well, they had that, they did that in their past life, so they will be really good in this role. And I think what you're saying kind of proves that out a little bit. It's like, it's better to have somebody you know you can work with, that you have the same vision, even if you, you know, you might not have initially thought, oh, this is the right person to partner with based on what they did in the past. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I hiring is magic. And um, <laughs> that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I have an amazing <laughs> recruiter, which I'm happy to refer anyone to. Nice. It's sort of a secret weapon. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, it is just something that um, you really never know how someone's going to work out until they're working. And so it, you, it's another risk that you have to, to encounter um, to take the leap to hire someone before. And, and so closing that gap faster has been helpful to us rather than debating and potentially losing candidates and potentially, oh, I don't know if I'm going to, if this hire or this role is going to work out, like having us be able to just try it uh, has been really helpful to us. And, 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 has, and there are some positions that we've phased out, some positions we've changed, um, based that, that we, we still, if we didn't hire someone for that, we probably still would be thinking, should we hire that person? Should we create this role? And like complete roles that we've, we've totally changed based on, uh, based on like hiring and trying. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, there's no real answer. I don't think in terms of hiring for culture, <laughs> hiring for skills, things like that, it's, it's really just, um, a judgment call at the end of the day of like, okay, this person has done this or wants to do this or wants to learn this or says this, use your best judgment. You see how it goes. I think test projects can help a little bit, but then just um, working with people is the way to go. So you still have multiple businesses going right now, yeah. along with Go Reminders. What continues to inspire and motivate you to be a multiplepreneur? I try to mostly deal with the aspects that interest me and engage me in each business. Okay. Uh, and that's really, you know, that's the, the, I mean, other than like, I have to support myself, <laughs> um, you know, these aren't hobbies, <laughs> these are businesses. And I think, uh, this is something I see a lot with, with businesses actually related to no shows mm. is that often if someone has a no show, an in immediate response will be something about, uh, well, this person doesn't deserve my services or whatever. And it's mm. like, is this a hobby or is this a business? Mm. <laughs> is a hobby, mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Don't have them in your friend group. Don't don't work with them. However, there are lots of reasons that people will miss an appointment. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, for the sake of customer happiness, for the sake of your happiness, uh, you know, often it makes sense to do these little things that, that will help people get to show up for appointments. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, in general with my businesses, like, I enjoy doing what, what I do. I try to find other people who have varying other, other parts of enjoyment, mm -hmm. like, you know, various employees, I hire them for things that I 
either don't like doing or I'm not good at. And, um, and I'm starting to hire people for people who are better than me. I mean, I've in certain areas I've done that for years, but like I hire people who are better than me at the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. or hire them for just as good or not as good, but I need to move my time to something else. So I need to hire people to, to, to replace me. It's really all about like, what do I need done at this business? That's going to help grow the business. And, um, and what do I want to do and what don't I want to do? And sometimes those things that I want to do are not things that will grow the business. So I need to sort of tear myself away from that. But in general, um, yeah, I try to hire people who who are open to and interested and eager to do, to do, because I love to do a lot of things that other people don't like to do. And so there are other people who love to do the stuff that I don't like to do. And so that works. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's, that's really helpful to think of when hiring that like it, you know, just because you don't like to do something doesn't mean that everyone doesn't like to do this. So exactly. one might be really efficient at that and and not super distracted as I am when I do certain <laughs> tasks. And so, um, so yeah, so, so, so that's, that's what I try to do to, to keep, yeah. you know, engage in these businesses is mostly find the things that I'm interested in. Some businesses is more, I'm, I'm sort of more advising and mentoring, uh, certain roles. And it's, it's really just depends on the role at each business. Um, and some I'm, I'm actively, uh, some of the roles I'm, I'm actively doing myself, the nitty gritty, a lot of it. And yeah. 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 That's a really important point. I think, uh, everybody on my team has a skill set that I don't possess and totally. vice versa. And that's, that's why we make such a great team. Um, and that's why it's so important to have each of those people in that role. So Sense. what is, yeah. What is next for you, Jonathan, for you personally and professionally, but then also for Go Reminders? Um, yeah. So what's next for Go Reminders is we are, we haven't officially now announced anything, but we're working on some new features okay, and we're always nice. working on new features. <laughs> um, and, but like, as we scale, we've always had a really big emphasis on our customer support. And so that is just stayed, uh, you know, a main tenant of ours just to make sure that we are able to personably friendly, uh, help people. Um, and so that that's been an in, in investment an ongoing investment, mm-hmm. but other than that, we're always working on our infrastructure to make sure it is as reliable as possible and it remains reliable. And we recently added the follow-up messages and the review generation tools. Mm-hmm. We're um, toying around with, with a few others sort of related to other appointment aspects, whether that be payment processing mm-hmm. or different types of security compliance related to medical or financial. Um, yeah, uh, but but some of the things are 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 things that we're, we're we're revamping our month view of our calendar because people have said that they want it different, and it's like okay, cool. What uh, we're trying to make it as easy uh, if we can save you time <laughs> uh, by something that we can build, we're on it. Like that is our mission to save people time, increase their revenue. Um, and so and so that's in terms of go reminders for me personally. I mean, working on go reminders, uh, working on my other main business. And I do some investing in some startups on the side. And so that is also fun and engaging and, and some mentoring related to that um, in, in, a, in a very different way. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, mostly just uh, more of the same. Nice. And what is the easiest place? I mean, obviously the website, but um, you know, on social media or other places that people should go to to find out more about you and more about Go Reminders and perhaps somebody will want to really do a deep dive and say, okay, what other businesses does Jonathan have that I should be part of? 
There you go. Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search my name. Uh, I'm number one or number two uh, for my name on on LinkedIn. And if you just Google me, you'll find uh, the other stuff. But um, Instagram and LinkedIn are probably the places I spend the most social time, even though I don't spend a ton of social time on those (laughs) platforms. And Go Reminders is just goreminders.com. And uh, we we have a 14-day free trial. Uh, we are currently, the big experiment that we're doing is switching that to a 30-day money-back guarantee. Oh, so wow. depending on uh, which page you go to, <laughs> you might see one of those. But uh, either way, we try to be as flexible as possible and let people use the software mm-hmm. in a risk-free way so that they can really make sure that it helps their business before they are committing to parting with their money. Yeah. Thank you. Hopefully it'll help people more, more and more people cut out no show appointments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote, mantra, phrase that you live by? I think it's really, you know, I haven't really codified it into a phrase or a saying, but it's really that like reframing, trying as doing Mm -hmm. and, and, and really just going at things, you know, so I guess one thing was uh, recently someone had said about uh fire aim fire so just like take your shot see how it goes aim for your next shot and go that was matt verlach founder of uplaunch uh so yeah so i really like that and uh, otherwise and, and that just goes hand in hand with 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 trying instead of doing uh trying mm-hmm. is doing yeah nice and jonathan is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience today I think that's it. If anyone has questions for me or if I can be of any help to any other Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs or small business owners, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I am happy to have conversations or help in in any way that I can. Awesome. Well, really appreciate our conversation today and the great tool that you've put out into the world to help all of us be better at our businesses um, by kind of automating some of those things and making sure we don't have no-show appointments, which we all know waste everybody's time um and our our burden quite frankly right so let's let's make more money with your reminders thank you to our audience for coming back for another episode another inspiring guest speaker i'm annika jackson and i'll be back again in a few days with another episode want more check out amplifywithannika.com or follow me on socials at amplifywithannika.com